He's big and strong, he's sad and mad, and a little bit funny. You are listening to the Crash Program. Thanks for listening. Crash Barry here. Major content warning for this episode of Disinfomaniacs. Lots of bad language and evil rantings as we discuss the real-life trickle-down effect of the hateful rhetoric spewed by far-right media and influencers. This episode is not safe for work or for kids or for the sensitive. If you appreciate the show and that it's advertisement-free, please consider supporting our journalism that goes places others won't via patreon.com or visit crashberry.com for more info. Also, please rate and review the podcast wherever you can and tell a pal about the Crash program. Now, on with the show. Disinfomaniacs is a podcast about the liars, the grifters, and the fascist charlatans intent on destroying democracy. We will be reporting on how their propaganda trickles down to negatively impact local communities. We are here to expose, debunk, and pre-bunk the disinfomaniacs. Hello, welcome to Disinfomaniacs, episode nine, Crash Barry here. Joining me is historian and Chud Hunter Andy O'Brien. Hello there. Our colleague Nathan Bernard is still on an undercover assignment. We thought he'd be back by now, but we promise he will return soon. Andy, we're going to call this episode Trans Panic in Maine Part 3, building on the Trans Panic in Maine Parts 1 and 2, where you reported on all those loonies, uh, weirdos, Creeps, you know, all those guys leading the effort to disrupt school board meetings in order to protest what they view as inappropriate books for school kids. Andy, would you agree that a lot of those folks you profiled in the first two episodes of Transpanic in Maine were pretty freaky? Oh, yeah. Freaked me the hell out. Well, I've got bad news for you. Today's episode features someone who's arguably freakier than all those characters combined. Jeez. We're going to look at the real-world impact of what the people's rhetoric, like Larry Lockman and Sean McBrady, that their rhetoric trickles down. And that's a, really the purpose of this podcast with Disinfomaniacs. We talk about how the disinformation trickles down to the local communities. Well, this story today is a perfect example of how crazy things have become. Okay? We're going to talk about and, unfortunately, hear from this very, very nutty fella in a town in Western Maine. Now, we're not going to name the town for reasons that's going to become apparent. But for the last, oh, I don't know, six months at least, he's been painting very weird, generally like anti-trans messages on the exterior of his ranch house. Andy, you've seen those photos. Yeah, and they're terrifying. I mean, really nut stuff. We're going to have somebody read them for us in a second here. But this is a very like suburban run-of-the-mill main neighborhood. It's a ranch house. Another house is about, you know, 75 feet away. You know, there's houses across the street. But before we get to the actual messages written on the guy's house, and before we get to my interview with this dude, 
let me just fill you in on the background of this, how I found out about this house in Western Maine. A couple of months ago, a listener uh, alerted me to the house. They sent me a couple of photos and said, hey, this is uh, going on in this town. And it's kind of weird. And the first photo, the first time he painted the house, it was actually pretty tame compared to what it is now. It basically said, Joe Biden is trash and voted in by cowards. Now, that was the first uh, message he wrote on his house. And uh, he has a, you know, a Gadsden flag, a United States flag upside down. He has like a Second Amendment flag uh, with a skull. So the like the Punisher skull. So just from looking at the house, and this is the first photo, you can tell, whoa, some sort of weirdo is living here. As you know, Andy, I don't even like to leave my house. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll go over there at some point. But you know, it's been a couple months. I haven't gone. My wife was in the neighborhood of this house a month ago. So I said, hey, could you stop by and take some photos? Okay. So <laughs> she went by and snapped some shots. And the the message had changed from the earlier ones I'd seen. The, the message had really accelerated. I'm like, whoa, definitely something crazy happening in that house. I could tell just from, it was, it was a much uh, more graphic message. And then a couple of weeks ago, our colleague, Nathan, saw some pics in a, like a short video on the Reddit feed uh, from Maine. Anyways, a couple of days ago, I happened to be in this neighborhood. It, it was kind of unintentional that I was in this neighborhood. It's about 40 minutes from my house. I didn't have my good recording gear. And I got to say, I couldn't even remember the name of the street. Hmm. So I knew the approximate location. I just took this random turn onto a side street, and then I saw a mailman. So I explained this house in question to the mailman, and literally his face went crestfallen uh, once he realized what I was asking about. Turns out I was like a block away. He knew the resident, okay? And he said the messages on the house, he thinks, started appearing like six months ago. Now, he's talked to the guy, who he says is friendly, but they never talk about the writing, or I should say the painting on the walls, right? Like, talk about ignoring the elephant in the room but like imagine <laughs> delivering mail and like there's all these messages <laughs> written on the guy's house and you're like oh talking about the weather um <laughs> andy i know you're not a doctor but you are a former house painter in fact i believe when you ran for the legislature you're painting houses is that true you, yeah, yeah yeah while okay. i was in the legislature while you're in a legislature you're a house painter so uh professionally or as a former house uh painter uh, what's your opinion of the look of the house is it savable? I think in a house like that, I might put some uh, bin on it we used to use back in the day. Okay. Which will destroy a brush, but it does cover up stains. Uh, very, very difficult to get off. One more thing I want to explain visually is like the neighborhood. It's like literally a million subdivisions across America, right? Probably all built in the 1950s. Very standard suburban neighborhood feel. Houses about 100 feet apart. The neighborhood isn't fancy. I uh, got very working class, but, you know, it's not run down or slummy. So this street is off a main road and it has another road off of it. And there's a nursing home located on that. But it's kind of like a long extended cul-de-sac and it doesn't connect to any other roads. So really, this this guy's house is on basically a dead end street. Mm. 35 houses on the other side of his house and the nursing home. My point being, because of the location of his house, Lots of people have to drive by to get to and from their houses and to make matters worse, as you see from the writing on the walls. Uh, this is terrible for children to see. And the school bus stop 
is up on the main drag. So there's a whole bunch of kids who have to walk by this dude's house and his yard signs, which we're going to talk about. I haven't even showed you the yard signs yet. At least twice a day. And plus, you know, I mean, you've read these messages, Andy. Uh, what about him exposing kids to these messages? It's just really frightening. He's talking about child rape and and pedophilia and grooming and, and all this kind of nuttiness. I'd be afraid to be uh, walking by that house or waiting for the bus nearby if I was a kid. It'd be kind of like the weird guy's house in the neighborhood, but there's a certain undertone of violence to it. Yes, very much so. If you remember in Transpanic Part 2, we didn't want to read those uh, disgusting blog post by the convicted child molester and the director of advocacy for the uh, so-called parents rights main uh, david arthur kendall we didn't want to read his words so we trained this ai voice clone to read his words i didn't want us to read this guy's painted house messages and i actually didn't want to use ai again so a pal of the podcast our friend gary johnson he helps out around here on the land, volunteered to read the signs. Farmhand. Yeah, he's a farmhand. It's a bit simple. He's he's not the best farmhand, but he's a farmhand. He lives in that shack out back, doesn't he? Yes, and he's very, very, very hard worker, though. Okay? Yeah. He's yeah. just not the best worker. Strong as an ox. First of all, we're going to have Gary read the, the first thing you see, which is the garage door. Democrats are groomers. Okay, Democrats are groomers. That's been on his garage door for a while, but it's actually like Democrats, but he has R-A-T-S capitalized at the end. So it's like demon rats. I don't know. Democrats. Why don't they just do demon rats? This looks like democ rats. We could give these guys lots of advice on better messaging, but then that would make them you know, better messengers, and we don't want that. It's the PR person in me. There's a couple of things here uh, written on the house, but we're going to just have Gary read them here. This is a sign next to the entry door that goes in next to the garage. To all the idiots that allowed the truth to be silenced and took the experimental drug, I say this. Let's go, side effects. Let's go. Okay, so that's a big sign. Let's go, side effects. That's like, obviously, let's go, Brandon, right? But he's hoping the side effects of the vax are going to kill everyone. I think it's a standard trope we see in the anti-vax world of, oh, everybody who gets vaccinated is going to die from the vax. Yeah, it's their stand, uh, you know, the stand fantasy that they have, that, the you know, 99% of the country or whatever will be will die off. They're going to live because they don't have the vaccine. So that's, that's where that sign reference is. That's been up there for a while. That's been up there for a couple months. Now, these other, uh, again, messages, it's not graffiti because it's his house. This is the latest incarnation of them from just the other day. A 5,000% increase in child rape videos watched in Pedo America since 2010, and you consent the FBI murder a church-going cripple. I am not 75, and I sure as fuck ain't crippled. Stay off my lawn, you cowards. Obviously, I would think, kind of like the ravings of a lunatic, but especially he says it's written on the front of the guy's house in very big, uh, I would say each letter is at least a foot tall, okay? Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's on the left-hand side of the house, the front of the house, if looking from the road. This is what's on the right-hand side. Over 2 million children will be used as sex slaves today in Pedal America, and the FBI is arresting pro-life priests Parents that actually care about their kids 
and murdering 75-year-old cripples over words. Fucking scumbag cunts. FBI, 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 right? Yeah. So he's obviously, that's trickle down, right? Yeah, the oh, yeah. is now um, the boogeyman. Yeah. Just to finish this off here, we have just a couple more things to play uh, from Gary. These, what we're about to hear, are the signs uh, that are written on, like, poster board, but they're much closer to the road. They're so that passerbys, meaning children, on their way to and from school, see these. And just in case you're someone that uh, only goes through the neighborhood at night, let's say you work second shift or whatever, he's uh, thoughtfully installed like a floodlight so that you can see these uh, poster boards at night. That's like McBrady. Yeah, totally. It's Again, I think this is the trickle down. I, it wouldn't surprise me if this guy is a Sean McBrady acolyte. But let, let's, let's hear what the signs have to say. I hope the D.C. judge that just put two 70-year-old pro-life supporters in jail is done like scumbag Floyd and his wife is gang-raped by illegal cockroaches on the front of their kids. You can tell Gary's getting upset with this. He is. And at the bottom it says, please share. This is just not appropriate, but obviously we're in America where you have the First Amendment. I'm pretty sure that the Founding Fathers thought that people would be putting signs like this in their dooryard. That's why they gave us the protection. Just it shows how totally fucked up we are in America that somebody who gets basically lynched in the middle of the street by cops is suddenly this like scumbag, like pariah in the eyes of the right. The guy was murdered. It's fascism. That's, you know, Hitlerism right there. Taking uh, the disadvantaged and making them into the villain. That's how you end up murdering, like, you know, marginalized communities or, you know, people who have disabilities or whatever. You just totally dehumanize them. Cockroaches. I mean, this is this is horrible, disgusting stuff. I don't even want to go into, like, Rwanda, but similar things happen in Rwanda. Oh, yeah. The, the tall trees and stuff. Yeah. Okay, let's go on here. There's two more signs. The equivocation of abortion and trannies is actually spot on. They both have major contributions to the downfall of America. Birth rates have fallen more than military recruitment rates. Lucky for us, it's the stupid people aborting. I'm too old to be drafted into the Man Dress Brigade. Okay, the Man Dress Brigade is apparently the armed services. Uh, you know, the reference to abortion. I, I mean, come on. This is this is just not even coherent messaging. And I'm telling you, this is 10 feet from the road so everyone can read his latest missive, I guess. This guy is going to end up in Riverview. This is terrifying stuff. You haven't even seen the film yet, dude. Oh, great. Gary, thanks for your service. Here's the last one. I promise I won't make you do any more today. Since they called the white man a N-word... Before murdering him, did you see the wigger and the N-word that ran over a 64-year-old for fun? Floyd their families. Zero fucks given. Again, 10 feet from the roadway. And it didn't say N-word. No. No. And, I mean, come on. Yeah. Okay, so we're the first ones to talk about this guy reporting-wise. I don't know how the mainstream media could even report on this because, first of all, the you know, the language of, of his messaging is so foul, but also, like, I don't know how you explain this to the normies without letting them hear or see his his words. 
and they're not going to do that in the newspaper. They won't put that. They wouldn't put a photo of these words in the newspaper. I'm just wondering, is there any historical precedence for this kind of stuff in, in Maine? You know what I mean? Like this kind of really ugly, murderous language that people are just putting out in public. I, I can't, I can't imagine. There's one location actually further down east. I believe it's in Hancock County of a similar guy, not as nutty, but up until this point, I thought the guy down there, down east was the nuttiest and he's nutty. But this is worse. Uh, another another reason why I wanted to talk to this guy is because we see people, a lot more people with like a fuck your feelings or fuck Biden sign hanging. In. To me, that's like an affront. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't even have kids. Yeah, yeah. And I just meant historical precedents. I mean, there's plenty of houses around Maine now that are like that. I mean, I in, in a lot of it's I, I saw it happening in the aftermath of the Iraq war where, where a guy in my neighborhood would put up a huge sign that said waterboarding is a good thing. You know, and I'm like what? <laughs> my, my girlfriend from Sweden was visiting and she's like, what the hell is that about? Like he likes torture. I'm curious about that as well, but I know that these days, just to me, the whole fuck Biden flag off your, or fuck Biden on, on your car. Oh yeah. It's almost become run of the mill. Yeah. And certain Chud places. Right. Now, obviously from the look of the house, uh, I knew this had the potential to be, I guess I would say a nutty interview. Right. Yeah. And so I just wanted to show you one thing from the video. If you can look at your screen there before we, oh, I don't want to, right there. Can you see that? It says gender queer author till he's dead. And it's a hangman, a sketch of the hangman game. Yeah. And he, as we talked about in part one and two of Transpanic and Maine, gender queer really gets these guys going. Just a very quick rehash. Well, uh, explain the gender queer situation. Yeah. Gender queer is this, uh, memoir graphic novel by Maya Kobabe about E's life growing up non-binary and asexual and sort of trying to figure out their life. There's a few kind of sexual scenes there um, and they've been taken out of context to um, try to get the book banned uh, in, in school libraries. But the overall book is you know, sort of a touching memoir about uh, you know growing up uh, and, and, and not really fitting in and trying to find a place themselves yeah well this guy has genderqueer author till he's dead written on his house and i believe with the hangman thing this is a death threat yeah not only does the hangman have a noose around the neck there's like a second noose around the stick character's um scrotum okay oh okay i see that and so when it hangs it like tears the scrotum and off Okay, this is painted on the front of this guy's house. Yeah. And it's been there four months. <laughs> All right, well, it's time to watch the movie, Andy. Now, uh, I'm not going to put this movie out for the public, but you know what? I think we're going to put this up on the Patreon. Okay. So that Patreons can watch the whole thing unedited. So I walk up to the house. I knock on the door. And I give a holler. But before we get into the actual raw tape, this audio comes from my body camera that I'm wearing. Okay, I have an MP3 player and a body cam. So my voice is a little louder, and to me, uh, it's not the dulcet tones you're used to. It's a little off. It's a terrible mic. So just that's that's what we're going to hear here. And again, I wonder how the mainstream media would cover this story because this content's terrible. I mean, <laughs> this dude's language is very hateful. Yeah. Again, I can't stress this enough. This is real bad language coming up here, not for kids, not for work. 
Definitely not for sensitive folk. Okay. I give a holler. Hello. And the dude Hello. walks out of the side door near the garage. I didn't know what to expect because I didn't even know who this guy was. Right. This, again, this was just like a random stop uh, in door knock. But I was definitely surprised when this totally normal looking guy comes out. Okay. He's about 50, short hair. We shake hands. He's smiling. You know, he seems generally friendly. Oh, at least initially. Okay. I'm going to hit play here. Let's just see what happens. How are you? Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? My name's Crash. How are Crash. Nice yeah. to meet you. Is this your house? Yes, it is. I'd love to talk to you about this. Yeah. I'm a reporter, okay? And I've been writing about the Catholic priests of Springfield, Massachusetts. Okay, I just want to stop that. I'm not going to keep on stopping here, but... Uh, you know, I didn't want to go up to him and say, hey, we've got a podcast called Disinfomaniacs where we talk about the trickle-down effect of right-wing propaganda yeah. and try to find some bond with the person you're about to interview. Yeah. So I mentioned season one of Devils and Dirtbags talking about the Catholic priest because this guy's got pedo stuff written all over his house. I'm like, oh, if I show that I'm a fellow pedo hunter, maybe this conversation would go a little better. Yeah. I don't think it helped. So let's hear what he has to say. It's sickening. Right. Just so you know, yeah. I am never, I was one of the people that on my own email address, I used to fucking contact the KKK and call them fucking scumbags, fucking cousin fucking, you know, kill yourselves. So I'm not a fucking racist. I'm sick of these motherfuckers killing everybody they want. And these fucking scumbag fucking Democrats allowing them to do whatever they want. Come to my house and try that shit. I'll tell you what. Everybody knows in this whole fucking... Everybody. The whole fucking town. Come to my house, I'll fucking kill you. That's all there is to it. You can put that in the article. I lost everything over COVID. Uh, yeah, that, so I heard 75? from somebody six months ago this started. Well, oh, no, no. This right. started a year and a half ago. Okay, year and a half ago. Fucking started with just a small little thing um uh what did i say biden is trash voted in by cowards i think was the first thing i wrote and that was after being fired from my job seventy-five thousand dollars a year fired because i wouldn't wear a mask on a forklift that's just part of my job i wore it whenever i was doing anything else around people but our forklift had a 10-foot radius so there's no fucking way Anybody could have got it from me anyways, and those masks didn't work anyways. It's been proven. But I got fired from my job because I wouldn't wear it on a forklift, all right? Were you working in town? I was working at Poland Springs Bottling. Oh, okay. I was a mechanic that worked on the bottle makers. Yeah. Kept them running all night long and day long, whatever. I worked on day shift. But... So it just, you know, after I got fired, I was pissed. Started looking for a job. Not one job got back to me that I fucking put a resume out for. And my resume, I should have had a job instantly. As soon as I was fired, no unemployment, by the way. Anybody that was fired for fucking um, the mandates, no unemployment. So I was on my own paying for my own bills with my money because the fucking scumbag government regime right now wouldn't pay me because they fired me. So, looking for my... I, I started looking for a job on fucking um, uh, the Indeed. Yep. Not one person got back to me. Not one job. I'd get the let leave us uh, the dates that you want to 
send the dates in that I want to have an interview. Never, anybody never got back to me. Never got back to me. I had to close it down. You know how I knew people were looking at my resume? I changed my resume name to Democrats R as my middle initial, Groomers. <laughs> okay, it Democrats. Was down in a week. It was down in a week. So you can't tell me people weren't seeing my fucking resume. Yeah. Never found a job for five weeks. Or, or sorry, five, one, five months on my own money paying for this place, okay? Five months, couldn't find anybody to fucking hire me. Tire Warehouse wouldn't hire me. Finally, a buddy of mine got me a job in fucking Portland at a fucking shithole Democrat-run company that fucking... Pays their people shit. You have to drive from here to Portland? Yeah. That was the only job I We're could do. We're doing find. what? Uh, this is the, the worst part. This is what set me over the edge. It was doing replacement ceilings, um, like the drop ceilings yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. We were going to schools all around the fucking state. Because uh, they were, you know, replace the um, piping up in the ceiling. We'd yeah. go in, we'd take down the ceiling. They'd go in and replace the piping. We'd go in and put brand new ceiling or put in the replacement replace what we took out whatever we could um dude it is so disgusting what they have in these schools the democrats that were working with me couldn't believe what were in the schools they couldn't believe it but it well, like what like matter. what it, it was bag flags everywhere the the fucking rainbow flags yeah. everywhere it was the chart saying um this you know, we have to, everybody has to be trannies, have to be part of the, every, it was to the point where I, we got to one school and there was nothing inside. I was amazed. I was like standing outside at the truck with one of the guys, the guy that got me the job and unloading stuff. And I'm like, dude, a school that doesn't have any intra indoctrination. He goes, he's smiling at me. And I'm like, what? He goes, look down. I looked down at my feet. And there was a fucking fag flag drawn by a kid, but with a crayon or whatever the chalk. Chalk, yeah. Dude, it's nothing but indoctrination in our schools, and it was so funny. You see it everywhere in the element or the the grade schools. Elementary, it got less and less. High school, it was barely anywhere. They're already indoctrinated. They already indoctrinated the one, the dumb ones that they could, turn them into fags or cut their fucking nuts off. And then, this is what finally set me off to the point of fucking all this when they killed that 75 year old man that was a cripple you knew about you yeah. knew about that guy yeah, 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 yeah. 300 fucking pounds has a cane goes to church every sunday writes a post that every lefty in this fucking shithole pedo america has written about trump and they fucking kill him they go to his house and raid him they haven't raided my house i put that up over fucking a month ago come raid my house I'll fucking kill every fucking FBI agent. You can put that in it. Wow. Lots and lots to unpack there. Uh, first of all, before I go on to unpack that mess, uh, the guy is wearing a sidearm. He's uh, got, it's either a nine millimeter or 45. I couldn't really tell. It's uh, on his right-hand side. On his left-hand side, hidden underneath his shirt is either a holster with another sidearm or uh, maybe some backup ammo. And remember, I just came and knocked on this guy's house. He came out within like 30 seconds, 40 seconds. So he was already armed. So this guy walks around his house with that gun on. <laughs> yeah. All right. So first of all, this dude is way all over the place, which is fine, I guess, because it kind of shows us where he's coming from. But we're going to start at the beginning. Uh, Andy, let's start with the 
I lost everything over COVID grievance. So when he lost his job as a forklift operator at Poland Spring Bottling Plant, which is a big employer around there, uh, Poland Spring was still owned by that multinational Nestle Corporation, right? So he was actually fired by Nestle, uh, not Biden. (laughs) Any thoughts about his uh, employment situation and his firing? Well, I mean, already, like, I mean, we're hearing his side of the story and all, and it just sounds like, huh, well, you got fired for not following company rules. Uh, I'd love to hear the other side of that story. As a labor person, you know, that's not typically what I do, but this guy seems totally unhinged. And I'm wondering, uh, <laughs> how could he possibly not find another job after this rant <laughs> and writing it on, you know, writing Democrats or pedos or whatever on his on his resume. I, I would recommend against that as a kind of a strategy <laughs> to get employment is putting Democrats. I mean, this was fairly new for him. Yeah. So something happened, obviously. And that's what the mailman said to me, too. That's the only observation he had. He goes, like, something happened. Yeah. But it's going to get worse here, right? Because, right. first of all, he's a gun nut, right? I mean, this whole come to my house and try that shit. Everybody knows. This whole fucking town knows. Come to my house, I'll fucking kill you, right? I mean, right. this is like, you know, First Amendment type protected speech. Right. But I think it shows that there's some animosity towards any everybody, right? Anybody and everybody. The, what he's doing is a fascism, because if you look at history, fascist movements always scapegoat different populations for their own misfortune. In the past, it was always the Jews. Now it's always the trans people and uh, inner city black folks who were murdered by cops, you know, Democrats. They're always going to scapegoat somebody for their own misfortune and and often things that they brought on themselves. And we're going to see this guy is also a rabid homophobe, like a crazy homophobe. Yeah. Well, I mean, we said it a million times before. It's like these chads regurgitate like the same talking points over and over. I mean, at the end of that section, we hear him talking about He's referring to that FBI shooting back in August. Uh, the fellow's name was Craig Robertson. He was this Utah man who made threats against Biden. And then, reportedly, he pointed a handgun at FBI agents who then, like, shot and killed them. The guy pointed the gun at FBI agents. What do you think was going to happen? You know? I mean, this guy seems to be begging for it as well. He wants that to happen, it seems like. Uh, <laughs> and it's just interesting how they keep making martyrs out of people that are killed by <laughs> Secret Service or uh, FBI or whatever. It, it, it's the whole mainstreaming of the militia mentality that we used to see in the 90s. You know, this whole philosophy of the jackbooted government thugs and stuff like that. Now... If they are the FBI or if they are the uh, Secret Service or whatever, they must be, you know, working for the federal government to assassinate uh, uh, dissidents or whatever. Now, I'm no fan of the FBI, but I mean, come on, you pointed it, gone at a federal agent. What do you think is going to happen? So on one hand, uh, the FBI and all law enforcement are jackbooted thugs and killing perfectly innocent people. But when it's a black man on the street and is murdered by cops in front of everybody, it's the black man's fault. But the guy claims not to be racist, right? So I don't know. (laughs) I hate it when people claim, oh, I'm not racist, but I write these things all over my house. Have you looked at this guy's political affiliation? Like, was he once a Democrat? Because sometimes I've seen people who go totally over the edge. All I know is that he's he's, he voted for Trump and there's he doesn't have any social media anymore. It looks like he got rid of it. 
very little about this guy out there. I tell you, I mean, you know, I can find out information about folks and there's very, very, very little. I know actually the only thing I really know is that his grandfather uh, owned a funeral parlor in Brunswick um, years ago. That's that's where I, I found. Hmm. We're going to go back to the tape. Do you have any problems with the neighbors? Do they say anything to oh, you? Nobody says a word. I'm very nice to everybody. Well, she's called the cops on me because she's probably a fucking uh, um, criminal anyways. But How long have you lived here? Eight years. Okay. So here's, here's the thing that uh, companies are, or um, mortgage companies are doing also. So I, after working almost a year at that job, they were trying to make me wear a mask again to go into a job. Told them no, I quit. And went on, in April of 2022, I went on the COVID help for paying for my house, right? So their help was, okay, you just pay whatever you can for the month and for the next year, and hopefully that will help you catch up. Well, you know what they do? Whatever you don't pay, they add it up, add it up, and then in fucking April of that next year, you owe that amount. 11 grand they sent me a thing for. If you don't pay that, what happens? Oh, I'd have to renegotiate my fucking loan to put that at the back of it and do the new fucking rates now. See, they're trying to fuck people out of their houses. So what I did, I just stopped paying. Come kick me out. So they haven't foreclosed on you yet? Not they yet. They send you the notices and everything? I don't give a fuck. I don't read the mail. <laughs> put that in there, too. Let them come to my house. This is gonna What about property taxes? You pay property taxes? They, uh, the, um, I don't know who pays those. It was part of the mortgage or something, but they pay it. I don't. I'm not paying. I haven't paid a fucking dime on this place in over a year. Or actually, it's April 20 of 22 was the last time I paid. April 2022. Okay. Fuck this fucking country. So you're not working now? Nope. What are you doing all day? Fucking whatever I want. Smoke <laughs> dope. Fuck this country, dude. Uh, you think I'm paying taxes to allow fucking faggots putting out books that uh, have kids fucking giving blowjobs to adults? That's what gender queer is. I mean, come on. All of his misfortune here is because he refused to wear a mask. He takes no responsibility for his own actions. It's all Maya Kobabe and Biden. It's all their fault. And if you look back to what he was saying, he wore a mask when he was around other people, but he was on a forklift. I mean, he could have worn a, a simple face covering, a gator or whatever they call him, right? right? Yeah. He could have been having some sort of mental health issues before all this. And this was like a trigger or something like that. Yeah. The whole victimization, and then this thing about like not paying his mortgage. Yeah. At one point, and we'll see it in the film, he checks his mailbox, and there's something in it, and he just glances at it and just throws it on the floor in the garage, right? He just tosses it. <laughs> yeah. His property taxes are being paid by the mortgage company. I checked with Town Hall. Right. Probably, this is how the town clerk kind of reconstructed it, because he's not even paying his mortgage. The mortgage lender will pay the taxes so that the town doesn't have the ability to put a lien on the house if they decide to foreclose. And just looking at the calendar, he's been about 13 months in to not paying his mortgage. It's getting close to the point where the bank is going to go or the mortgage lender is going to go, we're taking this place. No idea if they know what's going on here or not. Yeah. He's kind of ruined the value of the house a little bit with this uh, yeah. graffiti. Uh, so I don't know if the lender is going to appreciate that. Yeah. 
Andy, you've actually read the book Gender Queer, but can you believe that the mere existence of Gender Queer book drives him so crazy? He's clearly just following right-wing media. They just fixate on like one or two scenes in that book. And then they create this narrative that that's where all our tax money is going is to indoctrinate kids with gay flags and things like that. He lives in that world. He swims in this world of paranoia and fear and bigotry. This is a narrative that is uh, spread from on high from people like Christopher Rufo. Mm Mm-hmm the conservative media and the Republican Party. Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson. They've created these monsters in our neighborhoods. And it's really sad because, you know, if we had a proper safety net and made it comprehensible for people like this, he wouldn't be in this position. Although, you know, clearly he's made his own bed here in in a lot of cases, but he's not well. It's unfortunate that We also have a really cutthroat kind of economic system that drives people into the ground like this. It's a really convenient way that conservative media distracts people from what the real problems are and scapegoats and gives them something to hate and fear so they don't focus on what are the systemic problems in America. Most of this guy, if not all this guy's problems, are connected to capitalism, right? Yeah. You know, he stopped paying his mortgage. It doesn't work. It just sits around all day smoking weed, watching right-wing media, throwing the mail away from the banks. Yeah. This is not going to end well. This can't. This, this is not like a redemption story. And then I woke up. Right. There's no intervention here, though. I mean, we're just watching this guy spiral out of control. Yeah. And nobody, as far as I can see, nobody's really doing anything to help him. And I know there's a little bit of family in Maine, but I, he just seems like kind of the, the weird loner. Yeah. Very friendly initially, too, right? Like, hey, yeah. how you doing, right? So he was probably glad to see me because I'm not sure many people come and knock on his door to talk to him. Probably pretty lonely. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go back to the tape here. Uh, and again, luckily you read Gender Queer because I, I don't do a good job describing it, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what he has to say. Uh, have kids fucking giving blowjobs to adults? That's what Gender Queer is. Well, that's not really what Gender Queer is. That's more yeah. of like, a, have you read it? I haven't read it, but have you read it? Have you looked at it? pictures of it. Right, but they're like drawings, right? They're not photographs. They're like, um, I think like, uh, it's almost like the person who's writing the book's experiences illustrated like a cartoon almost. So, him giving a blowjob to an adult should be put in a book? Well, I mean, I don't think it's a, a photograph. I think it's like kind of what they do in sex ed. You, have you ever seen those sex ed books now? Oh, don't even start They've got trying the, to you, you don't like sex ed? Okay. To sex ed. Sex ed is normal. Talking about male and female and what is normal in life. I can already tell you're, you're a lefty reporter. So. Man, I'm totally independent. I am not. I've never been part of a political party. That's all right. Well, I, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not either party. Yeah. Public okay. Justice yeah, I think they're all bad. Exactly. Right? Okay. And, and that's the But I am. I am probably left to you. I'm probably I'm, to the left of yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't have a t- don't tread on me. So, like, what, what do you feel well, about Trump? Wrong with don't tread on me. Okay, let's stop there for a second. I, let me just say this real quick. You see that gas and flag there? Yeah. Coiled rattlesnake, ready to strike. Yeah. Who, Eddie? Who's using the Gadsden flag today? Where do you see that? Far right people. Yeah. But it's an old flag. <laughs> it's totally old flag. But he's like, oh, this isn't a Trump flag. Oh, but you know, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the people use it as a Trump flag. 
And uh, you mentioned something during that, that this was a fantasy scene from the book that they're talking about, but they make it seem like it's a reality. So it's when he is 14 years old and genderqueer, um, it basically, it shows um, an older man touches the penis of a youth. The illustration is based on a piece of painted ancient Greek pottery depicting a courting scene. So, you know, this is something that's, well known i think in some circles but it's not it's not her promoting pedophilia really it's it's just having a fantasy as a kid from from some greek pottery that discussion is way over this dude's head yeah right you know well that comes from the classic greek you know it's like he's you try to engage <laughs> that you mentioned greek oh boy right <laughs> right i think this is a similar situation to when people went hardcore QAnon where you really, really, really can't talk to these people because we don't share a reality. Not even, a, yeah. not even, a, there's not even a little overlap. Yeah. I don't come from the world where I would ever paint messages on my house to express my dissatisfaction <laughs> with the system. Right. That's just right. right there. That's like, okay. And I would definitely never want to have a dialogue with anybody that puts those signs up near the street where the kids read it. Yeah. And here he is, want to protect the kids from genderqueer, and he's saying awful, awful, awful. It's no, this. It's like all these guys do the same thing, uh, whether they read the you know so-called salacious parts in a school board meeting with kids around, or uh, the way Sean McBrady interrupts things uh, with kids around, or this guy literally has messages geared towards the children walking by. That's what those signs near the the road are. Yeah. I have to explain, I think my journalistic interest in this is not to actually find out what this guy's beliefs are, because I already know what they are, right? I, I just more want the scene. I want to capture, you know, his personality. I, I'm not there to engage, but you, you often get kind of drawn in. What do you say when the guy starts saying hateful stuff? I'm going to engage with him a little bit, and it really doesn't go that well. Because I don't have a t don't tread on me. So, like, what, what do you feel well, about Trump? With don't tread on me. Well, that, that's just a symbol now of, of like, um, the kind of, like, uh, Trump supporting... Oh, you mean our fucking founding fathers, you fucking fags? Well, See that, what I mean? You're a, a lefty cunt. That's what you are. You're a lefty fucking cunt. If you think that is something about Trump... That's oh, no, no, it's been adopted by... It's been Trump. adopted by Trump. Trump. Yeah. You cunts adopted that to Trump. No. You fucking loser. No. Hey, no, no, no. So why do you get why, why why when you're in your house? I'm just curious, okay? I'm a pedo supporter. If you're okay with this, so, you didn't hear what I said when I said I've been reporting on pedophile priests for the last seven years. Oh, I've been fucking going after pedos me. more than you have. Bullshit. Up, dude, what are you they doing? You're writing on your house. Gone. You're writing They're on your house. What are you doing? That's why I stopped going to church. <clears throat> okay. Okay. So we can agree that the church bad. We can agree that the church is bad. There's more lefty fucking pedos than fucking church pedos. That's for goddamn sure. Where? Where? Show me. Look at Main the sex offender tranny fucking that was sending pictures of the babies to his fucking tranny boyfriend who said, no, I like little boys. No, that's, no, I'm talking about in, your, in, in Maine. This I'm talking about Maine. In, your, in Maine. Show me. Oh, show I'm me the, saying there's all kinds of pedo churches in Maine. Oh, yeah, there are. Have you seen the Catholic Church, what they're going through right now? They're fighting. They're, they're fighting the legislature make it so that they can't be held for past crimes. That's what they want to do. They want to absolve themselves of all the past crimes. Yeah. So I think we're in agreement on the churches are bad. But tell me where the pedos are 
outside the churches. I'm just curious where you think they're bad. What's up? There's certain churches. So are you saying all black people are bad because? No, I'm saying the Catholic Church is no, bad. No, no, no. I'm, no, no, no. no. I'm saying no, all Catholic wanna, churches are bad. Say it. All Catholic so all churches black are bad. People are bad because of all the the blacks that are murdering people all over the place. No, because the Catholic Church covered up the pedophilia. Yeah, but you guys are trying to cover up the blacks doing it. Covering up blacks and what? Murdering their own and everybody. Yeah, not racist. Classic Fox talking points right there. I would argue even further right as well. If you remember the Nazi librarian. Russell James down east in Machias had a blog for many years that only highlighted black on black crimes. So they really exaggerate this uh, black on black crimes thing. Again, fear of the other. But like, I don't even understand his logic here. I'm saying all Catholic churches, the Catholic church is, is responsible for the cover up of all these scandals. Right. But this is distraction. He loves the Catholic Church that controls the Supreme Court, <laughs> you know? Well, he loves certain churches, right? He probably hates the rainbow churches. Yeah, that's that's what he hates. That's what he's talking about. If you look at the front right-hand side of his house, uh, the one that Gary Johnson read earlier, he talks about the churches, right? Like they're bothering the churches. Yeah. Andy, do you think the mainstream media could even report on this guy? I think what the mainstream media would say is that we don't want to give this crazy person a platform. Um, they, they have a very hard time also of just like covering really uh, hate speech in general. Because if you notice all of the coverage of like the council meetings where people like Richard Ward go in and start screaming, uh, you know, anti-Semitic and, and uh, racist slurs. Yeah. They never actually say what they say they just have the response of the counselors who are probably liberal and so all of the comments are always like what what hate speech you guys think everything's hate speech you know you think trump's a hater all this kind of stuff and so it gives them this sort of plausible deniability and so they they don't really know how to cover that because they're like well we don't want to quote this awful stuff and so it's just they're they're not really in a place to do it right i mean they are but they don't but they don't know how to do it Okay, let's go back to the tape. Look at the... Don't you think whites murder their own people? Um, you told me you were going to kill any FBI agent that came by. You're wearing a piece right yeah. now. You're, you're willing to shoot anybody, so you're a killer. You're a potential killer, I, right? I'm not, though. I haven't. But you're going I'm to. I'm not just going out you're, and you're threatening my property because they fucking wanted to steal it from me. Yeah. But you haven't paid for it. You haven't paid for it. It doesn't matter. You, you, you owe money on it. You guys took my you money. You guys, I'm not those, yeah, dude. You're I'm the, nothing. You, you voted for Biden. You know you did. I didn't. Uh, how do you know I voted for Biden? You can tell. You voted for this. Did you, you vote for Trump? Trump? Fuck yeah. Okay, so why didn't Trump take care of COVID? He created the vaccine. Trump created the vaccine, exactly. right? Exactly. Okay, so you're you're pro-Trump, you're pro-vaccine oh, then. no. So you think everyone no, should no, be no, vaxxed? No. No, Who put no, the no. mask mandates in? Trump said. put in. Trump, Trump put them in. Should have came out against. But he didn't. Biden came out uh, uh, as uh, more. Four. Biden is still pushing the new vaccine. You stupid fuck. Dude, there's no mask mandates. There's no mask mandates. No, there's no vaccine mandates. He's the one that put them out. Trump there aren't any. Trump didn't. Trump definitely did. Yeah. You are dumb. He put it up to the state. See you fucking faggots lie through your teeth. Why, you lie why, through your teeth. Okay, what's your name? Trump, First of all, what's your name? Tell me your name. Tell me your name. Come on, let's start over. Let's start over. What's it, your name? Right? Give me your first no, name. Fuck off. Trump put it out to the states to do it. When Biden gate it came in, he put the mandates. Look it up, you stupid fuck. You sit here and lie. I can see you're filming me too. Fuck you, you fag. 
You guys are cowards, dude. How am I a coward? You're I came to your house, I knocked on your door, I identified myself, I said I'm a reporter. I, so what? How am I a coward? Dude, I'm telling you. allowing this bullshit. How am I allowing it? I'm you, going after more than you. I'm saying, no, I'm saying this is an identifier. This is identifier of what? That, you're, you're, that you like Trump. That you like Trump. Because the FBI put it up as that's a fucking uh, racist or a, uh, uh, um, what's the ones that? Insurrectionist. Insurrectionist. Yeah, that's, that's a flag of insurrection. Oh, yeah, okay. That is. is. You're it a is. fag, dude. Eat a dick, you pussy. Okay. Got to pause that there. Uh, just because I have to interject here. Eat a dick is a very favored retort of these right wingers. It's very bizarre. Yeah. Andy, you remember our last episode with Boneface? I have a tape of Boneface here that I'm going to play uh, where he confessed that he lied. Uh, that was after being cursed by Hammer and thrown out of the blood tribe. Okay. This uh, tape came out a couple days after our last episode, but listen to what he says. They're all fucking stupid. Do I exaggerate? Fuck yeah. Do I lie? Like a motherfucking boss bitch. I do. In fact, I'm not saying y'all have to believe me. I'm saying y'all can suck a dick. And Hammer says, suck my dick all the time. So any theories on why these guys are always talking about quote unquote sucking dick? Well, I think you I think you basically answered it in the question. I mean, come on, these guys are are terrified of uh that that's like the that's the most terrifying thing to them is a horrible thing in the world is to suck a dick and they're just ragingly homophobic um and we can draw our own conclusions about that i think <laughs> it's interesting like listening to this guy talk like it reminds me of the way we used to talk when we were like in eighth grade and then we and then we grew up and knew better you know like i mean i remember constantly using the f word uh because we didn't know any better and we were you know, stupid kids and society evolved and we don't do that anymore. And the R word, all these kinds of things. And these guys just have not evolved beyond that. And so they don't fit in in polite society anymore. And it makes them furious. And so they just double down. Yeah, they've devolved. <laughs> They're going backwards. And it's kind of akin to the uh, uh, Overton window, right? But in a weird yeah. way, there's like a, it's almost like a what's acceptable societal behavior has shifted so much that they feel so out of place that they have to write huge messages yeah. on the side of their house. Right. What a weird, weird, weird planet we're living on. You know, Trump kind of was cathartic for these guys because I think they were very, they were much more quieter before. And then, you know, Trump made it okay to, say awful shitty things like that okay in more than one way there's actually uh we, we can talk about sometime with a shrink but in in the world of mental health when uh someone that has interior dialogues that are really like like this guy's exterior monologue but that interior monologue going on and then an authority figure like trump yeah almost gives you permission to say that it almost can cause like a trigger inside like a switch especially guys i hate to say it guys in their 50s because i'm in my 50s yeah big time there's a time period where they can have that kind of almost um psychotic pivot yeah we've seen it a lot with the QAnon stuff and i would argue we're seeing something like that here middle-aged men are not doing well you know you talk about deaths of despair middle-aged white men are not uh not figuring out how to adapt and that's what makes me worry about these like already uh fake victim young white males who think they're going into this thing like that they're being 
uh, replaced and that the white genocide right. is a real, you know, it's like, oh, and this guy's buying into that. Yeah. He has, I imagine, a head full of crazy ideas uh, that we're, we don't want to know about. Yeah. All right, we got to get done with this tape because I'm sick of this guy, all right? I keep watching his hand uh, for his holster when you're talking to him. I'm like, Crash, I think it's time to end this. <laughs> you're you're going to love it. it. It gets better with that, okay? Oh, great. Here we go. Oh, you guys always say eat a dick. Is that? Are you bi? Are you gay? You're a fag. You're gay. You're a fag. I am not. Why. How's that? What kind of gun is that you carry? Probably one of the ones that was in the church doing it. Fucking okay, so you, so you are so freaking paranoid that you're inside your house by yourself, probably I'm, jerking off all day paranoid? with a gun on, with a gun. I can take it off. Why? Do you want to go? I can take it off. No, I'm not threatening you. I'm just asking you why you're walking around your house full. Uh, I got a pause there when he says, hey, you want to go? You see his eyes? He had a gleam in his eye. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, for the record, this is not the first time that people I interview have challenged me to a fight by the end of uh, the conversation. Not surprised. I mean, come on. We're, we're like, how many minutes have I been putting up with this garbage? Like 14 minutes. Okay. So yeah. I listened to him for 14 minutes and that's when I'm like, okay, what do you do all that? You're sitting there jerking off wearing a gun, right? I mean, come on, you're a loser. Like I, I at this point, my uh, sensitivity and, uh, you know, worrying about this guy's mental health, meh, no more. Fuck you. Okay, here we go. We're almost at the end. If anybody tries to drive by, I'm going to fucking shoot back. Who has shot you? Who has shot at you? Who has shot at you? Has anybody taken any action? I asked you initially. You said no. Because you're really writing like terrible stuff for little kids in the neighborhood to see. Oh, eat a dick, you fag. Look at what they have in the fucking schools. Look at what they have in the fucking libraries. Are you against libraries? Are you against books? Yeah, the ones that are fucking... Would you like to burn books? Would you like to... queen scumbags, yeah. Would you like to burn books? Fucking loser. Would you like to burn books? Yeah, you're a fucking scumbag. What's your name? Come on, tell me your name. I can find out. Okay, so then he closed the door in my face, and the conversation was over. Are you parked in his driveway? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I would have. I would have parked down the road. I probably would have left like five minutes into that conversation. (laughs) You've got some balls there. I don't care. I mean, this guy, obviously, whatever. Okay, so I did find out his name, and after the fact, obviously. And I'm not going to name him, I think, right? Can you see why? Because I, I don't want one of our Antifa listeners out there to track him down and curb stomp him. No, or get shot. Obviously, the people in the neighborhood know to kind of steer clear of him. But if you recall earlier, he said, oh, yeah, well, yeah, the neighbors love me. You know, we get along real well. Except for the one who's called the cops on me. Right. Well, we'll talk about that. So I spoke with the police chief uh, in the town this dude lives in, and he's obviously aware of the situation. Uh, People have complained to the cops, and the cops have to say, oh, well, you know, it's his First Amendment rights. And last month, though, that neighbor across the street, she called the cops. It was the afternoon, and the child had set up a stereo outside and was just blasting music. So when the cops showed up, this is according to the police chief. The Chud was very polite, and he just turned down the music. So hmm. he obviously listened to the cops when they said, turn down the music. And I called town hall and checked on his property taxes, and yet he's all paid up, right? So uh, there's nothing going to happen there. At some point, there will be a foreclosure. I hate to say this, but I would not be surprised that this guy like goes down in a blaze of gunfire. Yeah. 
I mean, we've been talking about it. what's he got left to live for. He, he's obviously alone, and I would say he's lonely, right? And he's unemployed. Yeah. Uh, he's in crazy debt, I'm sure, because he owes whatever he owes on the house and his housing situation. That's nuts. And I mean, I'm no doctor, but obviously he's crazy, right? I would have loved to get inside that house. Probably smelled real bad in there. Yep. But I don't think it's an exaggeration to call this guy a ticking time bomb. Big time. Surprised you didn't set it off there. Oh, great. Blame me. So after all your reporting on, you know, kind of the public transphobes fueling the fire and inspiring this dude, Andy, what do you think of his situation? I mean, I just think he's a another example of these white dudes who have gone off the rails during the past eight, ten years. At the bottom line, they can't deal with a multiracial democracy and how diverse this country is becoming and how many voices we're now hearing that we kind of have to listen to. Um, He just he can't adjust to that. You know, this is a man that probably came of age during the Reagan era. And now we're seeing all these different types of people speaking up there on social media. You know, you have a Democratic Party that is very diverse, the coalition. There's, uh, you know, black voters, uh, Latino voters, LGBTQ people. And to him, this is a big threat. It's a threat to his privilege in society, although now he's sort of, I mean, he's uh, really going downhill fast. And there's a lot of guys like this. I mean, I don't know if you saw the the Trump truck uh, Instagram where it just has these, I mean, we've seen them everywhere of these guys with these vans and trucks just covered in conspiracy theories and pro-Trump stuff and everything. Yeah. You know, I, I have some in my neighborhood. There's a big QAnon guy in Randolph that has similar signs, though not as like violent, <laughs> but uh, similar save the children kind of stuff. They're being radicalized by right wing media. Uh, and it's very dangerous. And we have a strong First Amendment in this country, which is a good thing. But we see kind of the drawbacks a, a little bit on on how that's uh, really inflaming uh, and radicalizing uh these, these folks. I mean, he talks about uh, the indoctrination at the schools. Remember, early in the interview, he's talking about he has a job replacing uh, ceilings in schools, and he's seeing this radical indoctrination. Right? It's just a, it's just a pride flag. Right? He's seeing it as a radical indoctrination. Yeah. Yet he's the one who's being further indoctrinated by these right wing hate monsters. Yeah. I hate to say this. He's the victim of very successful brainwashing because of Fox and yeah. One American News and all the rest of those, uh, you know, uh, right-wing outlets, coupled with the white male victim thing that gets thrown around all the time now. Yeah. White males have been in control for a very long time. And a lot has happened in the past 200 years that sort of threatens that position, I think, for people that that white people no longer dominate. They're women in politics. They're all these different types of people. And at the same time, we have this brutal capitalist system that just squeezes people. And, and, and for people who have mental health issues, I mean, it can cause mental health issues. But if you already have something like that, it just makes it so much worse. And they can't deal. And unfortunately, we don't have a really powerful left in this country, I think, 
that could give people a, a better vision of the world, that can provide a, a vision that is more utopian. And instead, so many of these people um, just drift further and further and further to the right. Well, there's no dialoguing. I mean, how can you dialogue when they think that who are the current liberals are commies? Yeah. I mean, I think I demonstrate here. It's impossible to have a conversation with somebody who's fallen prey to that. Yeah. I know there's people that say, oh, well, what you do is you try to just listen to them. Uh, <laughs> no. I, I don't think so. Especially when, again, look how you can see in the photo that's up there now how close that sign is to the road. A couple dozen little kids are seeing those signs here. We need to have a big conversation in this country about how to de-radicalize people. Because I, I feel like we, we haven't really gone into that enough, you know. Get all the money off SpaceX and put it into that research. Way, 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 way above my pay grade. <laughs> all right, one last thing. You and I have both been reporting on all sorts of you know, scumbags and freaks and nut jobs for, for a while. But this is the first time that I have ever called the cops and told them, what happened during the interview. I've interviewed murderers, rapists. I mean, come on. Yeah. I felt very weird doing this, okay, explaining the whole situation to the chief, but this guy gives me such a bad feeling, especially since it's highly likely there's going to be a foreclosure at some point. At some point, someone's going to be serving him papers, and when that happens, according to him, he's going to like, kill, 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 right? I think if that happened, I would have probably felt very terrible for not alerting yeah. the cops to the threats. So I had a nice talk with the chief. But calling the cops and explaining that scene it still felt like snitching, especially since technically this chud hasn't done anything wrong, right? So, Andy, tell me, am I a rat? No, I think that, you know, we're reporting on really dangerous people. And this guy is, like you said, a ticking time bomb. I don't have any problem calling the cops in certain situations. You know, I've had people threaten me from stuff I've written and threaten to come over to my house. And I have no compunction about calling the cops. Cops don't do anything. But, uh, well, actually, in that case, they told him um, to stop. And he did. Uh, some of these guys are like are very, um, you know, uh very de deferent to authority, particularly the cops, maybe not the federal agents, but they, they love their local police. So uh, sometimes that works. Okay, Andy, one more time. As a former house painter, I have a question for you. Your recommendation for the best paint or primer to use if someone wants to cover up this dude's vile message. Ben, it's nasty, but it'll do the job. This is the last one of these uh, crazy man rantings I'm going to read. Maine is now number one in the neglect and abuse of adopted children. Last year, 25 children died from abuse in the state of Maine's care, and the Denny and the demon cunts are up to 32 so far this year, when demons keep control. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review. It helps other listeners find the show. And if you want to support our journalism that goes places others won't, check us out on Patreon backslash CrashBerry. For five bucks a month, you get early access, bonus content, free books, and more. CrashBerry.com has all the details. He's big and strong. He's sad and mad. 
grow.